Welcome to Off the Board Sports. We are three professional sports handicappers. In each podcast episode, we will give three to five free sport picks to our listeners. We will also dive into the hottest sports topics around the globe and offer our opinions. Let's get right into our show before our picks are taken off the board. Welcome back to another edition of Off the Board Sports, Sunday, December 17th. I'm going to be recapping the three NFL games yesterday, and the legend of Jake Browning continues to grow in the jungle of Cincinnati as what a comeback yesterday, down 17-3 in the fourth quarter, and the kid made timely throws on two consecutive drives to force an overtime game, and he was able to force the game-winning drive in the game-winning field goal. What a performance for the Bengals overall. Look like their season may have been done in that fourth quarter. Give credit to the Vikings. They played outstanding as well most of that game. But Jake Browning, Juan, get into it. Yeah, um, you know, you talked about Minnesota that first half pretty much dominated Cincinnati in all phases of the game. But you talked about the comeback kid and Jake Browning, the fighter that he is, uh, showed tremendous resiliency when the Cincinnati's Bengals uh, season was lingering if they lost this game. Uh, you know, they fought hard. Um, their defense made plays. They got turnovers. Nick Mullins fell apart in that second half after a great first half. Um, but again, uh, Minnesota goes up 24-17. Cincinnati gets the game, a game-time touchdown from T. Higgins, 21-yard yep. pass with 39 seconds. And then overtime, it was a little bit of a... Uh, hard to move the ball on either side on the first couple of drives. Cincinnati gets the big-time uh, stop. And, again, Jake Browning um, makes the plays, and uh, they get the game-winning field goal. But um, there was, this was a hard-fall game. Like I said, both yeah. of these teams are lingering right on the playoffs. Both of them needed this win to go to above 500. Minnesota's right now at 500. Cincinnati, big-time win here. Yeah, it certainly was. And the Bengals' uh, playoff chances are getting higher and higher after week after week. So three games remaining for them and see if uh, Jake Browning can continue his excellent play heading down the final three weeks of the season. Now getting into the Steelers and Colts game. Steelers got out to a really good start here. Uh, We're up 13-0. The Colts dominated the game after that. Gardner Minshew played well, three touchdowns, 215. And they got the running game going, 180 yards as a team, and uh, really dominated it on uh, gut stops. I know me and you are not high on Mitch Trubisky, but uh, give credit to the Colts there. Yeah, absolutely. You give credit to the Colts. I had them as my first pre-pick yesterday. Yeah. Um, when they got down 13-0, I, I didn't panic. I knew this game would be well in the balance, well favored in the Colts, and they certainly showed um, after they went down early in that game. Gunnar Munchup outplayed Mitch Trubisky like I expected. The defense couldn't really do much against the Colts receivers. Pittman had a nice game, four catches, 80 yards, as well as um, some other playmakers as well. But it was really the running game. They had 107 yards rushing. Trey Sermon, the rookie at Oklahoma, Gudson, and then Zach Moss had a couple carries. But it's pretty much a domination after the Colts uh, regained their momentum. And now they're in a prime position to make a deep playoff push. Um, the odds are still a little bit against them. They're one game against Jacksonville. Jacksonville loses the day. That division's tightening up. Yeah, it certainly is. Getting into the final game of yesterday, the Detroit Lions came out with a statement against the Denver Broncos, 42-17. Jared Goff, five TDs, zero INTs. And Russell Wilson and the Denver defense could have could not have stopped the, the passing game and the passing attack of these Detroit receivers. Ramon St. Brown, 100 yards. Three touchdowns for the tight end, Laporta. And it was just an, a dominating performance and a good performance and a needed performance how the Lions have been playing over the four 
or five weeks, and uh, they came out and responded. Give credit to Campbell. He got them ready, and uh, Denver uh, was maybe on a short week, wasn't as prepared as they were normally uh, on a, playing on a Sunday, but it was a Saturday. But uh, Lions, good win. Let's move forward one. Yeah, recapping some games yesterday in the college basketball. We had a huge slate, as we said. Yep. I had a lot of home underdogs yesterday that started off in uh, Assembly Hall with Kansas and Indiana. This was, boy, this was an exciting game. Back and forth, Indiana was up at 8 at halftime. At one point, their largest lead got up to 14. Kansas on the comeback trail in that second half. They reeled them in. They made the plays late with the point guard, Harris. Of course, Hunter Dickinson was efficient again. And, of course, McCullers um, got most of his points from the line. He was 3 from 11. The rest of the points came from the line. So um, they really did a good job getting uh, contact and drawing those uh, fouls. But Indiana, I love the home underdog yesterday. They played hard. They fought hard. It's so hard to go to Assembly Hall. And when you're a seven-point underdog with all the history uh, there in that stadium, it's going to be a tough uh, cover for a road team to cover those big-time spreads. Yeah, it certainly was. And uh, looking out elsewhere, uh, we went 3-1 and one yesterday in our paid service. But also on our other service that we had, or excuse me, our free picks, on our paid service we had some really good uh, underdogs as well. I had three of them. I had Ball State plus 16, LaSalle plus 16, and Utah Valley plus 16 at Utah. So they all well covered there. I really like those games. But, yeah, let's get in the Kentucky-North Carolina matchup one quickly here. This was an up-and-down game. Uh, UNC looked like they were never in control of this game. Every time yeah. they got close, cut it down to one or two, or even took a lead a couple of times, yeah. Kentucky would go on a run and regain control of the game. And the guards off the bench was really the story. Bradshaw was good inside early on. He only had 12 points. But uh, those two guys, Shepard and Dillingham, was really the difference maker in this one. Yeah, I told everyone yesterday, look out for Bradshaw against Baycock down low. I thought that was a big, important key to whoever was going to win this game. And Bradshaw, he was efficient on the offense. You know, this guy was a five-star recruit. Um, he only played 21 minutes with a bit of a foul trouble. Same with Baycock with uh, four fouls himself. But he won the battle there down low. And then you talked about another playmaking abilities on this Cats team. Shepard had a nice game, four for nine off the bench. And then Dillingham was the leading scorer. Yeah. But they're so efficient. Um, they didn't even have their leading scorer really get going with uh, Reeves. It was two for nine, nine point. But this uh, Cats team, they're deep. They're efficient. They're very versatility. They they have they're two more pigs off the bench that's ineligible right now. So hoping to get them back. But I had Kentucky yesterday. I told everybody, and certainly this game was high scoring. It was uh, up and down. But like you said, um, Kentucky always made a shot when they needed to. Yeah, it certainly did. Now getting into uh, the NFL today, one and uh, we got a five free picks here today. Um, we also got some intriguing matchups later on in the day. Dallas heads up. To Buffalo, we got the big Sunday night game at Jacksonville losing two in a row. Uh, they got to get it going here in a big time primetime game against the Ravens. But uh, before we get into those matchups, uh, what is uh, your first play today? Yeah, it's going to be going out in uh, Lambeau Field. Tampa Bay goes up into the tundra, they like to call it there. I'm going Green Bay at home, minus three, you know, Tampa Bay. They certainly got a big win last week against Atlanta before that. Winning against Carolina, they're back in the race for their division. Green Bay, on the other hand, dropped the ball against New York on Monday night after that three-game winning streak over the Lions, uh, KC, and uh, Los Angeles. But they get back on track today. They need this win to have any chance to possibly get a playoff uh, last one or two spots. But give me a Green Bay at home. Jordan Love makes the plays. Baker Mayfield, I expect him to make some turnovers. He's taking care of the ball pretty well this season. But I think Green Bay defense gets after it. They control it with Jordan Love with the playmaking with Jalen Reed outside, Watson, as well as DeBras. Uh, give me Green Bay minus three. Yeah, it's a good game uh, there as well. 
I'm going my first free play of the day. I'm going uh, Cardinals and 49ers here. Uh, total here is at 48.5, spread 11.5. I like the under 48. We know how good San Francisco's defense has been since they picked it up after uh, losing a couple of games. They've won five in a row now. Uh, the Cardinals now with Kyler Murray. They had a big win in Pittsburgh last week, but Pittsburgh was already uh, on the losing streak. So I like the under 48.5. We know San Francisco's defense is going to get stops. The Cardinals' defense will have to help out on that end as well. But I like this game somewhere of 28-10. to 10. So I think the total little here is high, 48 and a half. So I'm going to go ahead and take the under there. Yeah, that's a good pick there as well. We're going to be uh, getting into these more, more marquee matchups down in the later slate yeah. with Dallas and Buffalo. Um, I'm just going to get right into this game. It's my second free pick. I'm going to go quickly here. I love Buffalo at home. This line is rising for them in their favor. It's up to minus three. I got them at minus two, though. I think it's going to be... Uh, too much for Dallas. You know, Dallas away from Big D. They're a different team. You saw their last three games just winning very convincingly. Um, before that, I'm not sure if their schedule has been the, very the toughest. It's going to get tough now when they go on the road against this Buffalo team that's riding momentum after that Kansas City win on the road. And then you talked about the game before that, that hard-fought game against Philly that went to Overdame that could have went either way. I think Josh Allen makes enough plays today at home in Orchard Park. I think the running game. I think Dallas struggles. I have how well Zach Pescott has played this far in the season, the leading on possibly the MVP right now in a lot of people's eyes. I think he's going to have a bad game today. I think the Buffalo's line will create different looks at him, send different uh, blitzes, and I think uh, Buffalo makes enough plays on both ends. Yeah, uh, this game, it's 49.5 the total again. Yeah. Dallas defense, very good. Buffalo's defense uh, looked good last week in KC. Uh, but also looking at the weather here, possibly some rain up there in Buffalo, so that can play a factor for uh, the Cowboys. Uh, used to being playing in cold weather this time of year. Uh, I know a lot of so-called experts and uh, betters out there like to take uh, all the aspects into the, the game, but um, and you do at certain times. But I like Buffalo here, more desperate. Got a big win at KC. You're at home again, back against the wall. It's still out of a playoff picture. So many teams are tight in the AFC. So. Again, you mentioned Dallas, so good at home. On the road, they have struggled at times. So I like uh, I like Buffalo and Josh Allen there as, as well. Yeah, and then we're going to be getting into our Sunday night game. Before you want to give the, another pick out there. Oh, yeah. We got the Jets here. The Jets uh, finally got off the snide last week. All reports are that Aaron Rodgers will be returning next week, regardless of what the Jets' record is. So we'll see if that story is true. But uh, they had a big win. Zach Wilson played good against Houston uh, Texans a week ago, uh, 27 out of 36, 300 yards. I believe that was his first game over 300 yards in his career. They did a good job on C.J. Stroud, who was lighting everyone up, held him on 100 yards. They stopped the running game. Uh, but now you go to Miami, and Miami, we saw what happened on Monday night one uh, where they uh, blew that lead late against the tie-ins again. They've been a heavy, heavy um, favorite in most of their games this season. But division game spread. Robert Salah's defense will show up in Miami. I think this game goes uh, plus eight and a half, so I'm going to take that. We're going to take the Jets there. Yeah, that's a good pick there as well. But um, again, uh, Zach Wilson, you know, he's going to be uh, playing in this game, getting that win last week against Houston. Um, Miami, I think it's a rebound game for them, but um, I think the Jets' defense keeps it within the one touchdown, um, and they cover that game. Let's get in the Sunday night matchup, Baltimore. Goes down the Jacksonville. There's a lot of pressure down there in Jacksonville right well, now. Well, certainly there is, and I'm going to get right into it. Oh, Trevor Lawrence, he doesn't play defense. 
This team ranks 31st in passing defense, letting up 300 yards. Their run defense is solid. It's top five, but they just don't have the talented corners that a lot of some of these more elite teams in the AFC have. But, again, uh, Jacksonville's offense, they've been putting up points. You look at the last couple weeks um, against uh, Cleveland, 27, against Cincinnati, 31. And, again, the defense letting up 34 and 31 the last two games. Against, especially last week against Joe Flacco. That yeah. was just embarrassing, in my opinion. Their defense could not get a stop. He moved the ball at ease. They have to fix things up today against a very efficient offense with Lamar Jackson and what they like to do out of the RPO, as well with the running game, as well as what he does in the running game himself. So that's a tough task for Jacksonville. I can see this line getting up to four. It's already at three and a half. But Jacksonville, they have to be efficient. Like I said, the offense is putting up points. It's just that defense just can't get stops, and it certainly has bit them in the last two weeks. And if it does happen again today, and I expect high scoring, but I don't know what uh, Lawrence has to do. His defense needs to get up uh, stops and get him at the ball and uh, let, let him be efficient how he has been the last couple weeks. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Jacksonville has been uh, very bad in the passing defense, but running uh, defense are top five, so uh, that rolls well for this matchup. This is going to lead in my f- the second free play of the day. I like Jacksonville how you're at home getting the three and a half. Again, there's a lot of pressure. The Colts won yesterday. Now if Jacksonville, were, Jacksonville will happen to lose this game, there will be a tie on top of the AFC. Again, uh, losing two consecutive games. Lawrence playing uh, his worst game of the season uh, last week in Cleveland. Three INTs, 28 out of 50. This has got to be a bounce-back game for him if you want to lead a franchise and get him in the playoffs and win a division. I want to see what he does against a very good team, a team possibly he may play in the playoffs. So I think Lawrence needs to uh, make plays. But, uh, again, another big-time game where Jacksonville over the last two seasons have not been able to win these kind of games. Uh, but here at home, yeah, this is a game he has to win. And if you want to be that next elite quarterback compared to Joe Burrow, compared to Patrick Mahomes, uh, you got to win these type of games and get your uh, for, yeah. uh, team in uh, ready for the playoffs. That's, yeah, but there's nothing de- sugarcoating about it. He's got to win this game tonight. Yeah, but his defense needs to show up. Like I said, the last two weeks, uh, Jacksonville has made plays. Um, Lawrence last week had a really bad game with the INTs, but he gave his t- team a chance to win the game. But they just couldn't get enough stops. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence, I know you're very high on him. Yeah. Third season out of Clemson, but just looking at his stats, 63 completion percentage in his career. Uh, 54 TDs. Uh, INTs were uh, pretty bad, 35 in terms of that ratio. Quarterback rating of 85.5. That's not very good. Uh, so, again, if you want to be in that elite category, he has to win this game today. Yeah, it certainly does. You got our five free picks today. Join us tomorrow for a recap of this Sunday night showdown, as well as Buffalo, Dallas, as well as previewing Monday night games, as well as a big week in college uh, basketball. And again, we have more bowls coming up in the few coming weeks. Thank you for listening to Off the Board Sports. For any inquiries regarding our paid services, please email us at offtheboardsports at gmail.com. We invite you to follow us on Twitter at OtheBoardSports and Instagram at OffTheBoardSports. Thank you and best of luck.